Good morning. I'm Duarte Geraldino. And I'm Shamita Basu. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them. Today, we're dedicating the show to the state of the U.S. Postal Service. There's been a lot of reporting about the recent changes in leadership and policy at the post office and how it's going to impact the race for the White House. We've done the reading. Now we're going to run through the central questions to make sure you know what's been answered. Neither rain, nor sleet, nor heat. You know how it goes. The USPS (laughs) delivers mail through it all. During Christmas and other winter holidays, it carries billions of cards and packages all over the country. It managed to deliver mail-in ballots during the Civil War and through every election since then. And yet, right now, as we approach an election during a public health crisis where millions of U.S. citizens may feel safest voting by mail— the Postal Service is facing policy changes that are slowing down its operations. To your point, at the end of July, the Postal Service sent letters to 46 states and Washington, D.C., warning them it cannot guarantee all ballots sent through the mail will be delivered on time. Since March, the Washington Post has been tracking changes to election rules in response to the pandemic. And according to the Post's research, 77% of voters are now able to vote by mail in November. Some states expect 10 times the normal volume of election mail, and because the post office is issuing these warnings, a bunch of states are making even more changes. Pennsylvania election officials asked their state Supreme Court to extend the deadlines and count any ballot received up to three days after the November 3rd election. And Pennsylvania is a battleground state. Democrats and Republicans are going to be fighting for every single vote they can get there. President Trump won the state in 2016 by less than 1% of the vote. So if a problem happens in a state like that, even a few hundred ballots not being counted, well, it could turn the entire election. Samita, this is a good moment to break down how things got so bad for the Postal Service. Mm -hmm. It's been in financial trouble for a long while now, even before President Trump came into office. And according to BuzzFeed News, between 2007 and 2018, the agency reported $69 million in net losses. And those losses are partly tied to a 2006 bill. That bill was called the Postal Accountability and Enhancement Act, and it required the Postal Service to create a fund for retirees' health care benefits for 50 years into the future. Now, that means it included employees who hadn't started working at the Postal Service or hadn't even been born yet much less retired, the Postal Service had to add $5.5 billion to the fund every year from 2007 to 2017. But the post office really couldn't afford it, and it started defaulting in 2012. And Duarte, it's worth noting how vital the Postal Service is to so many Americans, especially in rural parts of the country where private mail carriers don't go. And by the way, the USPS is expected to be self-sufficient. It's supposed to operate on the money that it earns from postage and other services. Your tax dollars haven't really been used to fund the Postal Service since 1982. That was until 2020. This year changed everything for everybody. The Postal Service got a $10 billion loan from Congress through the CARES Act. Now, a sticking point in Congress is whether the USPS should get more funding in the next coronavirus relief bill ahead of the election. But funding alone isn't really the issue. It's the policy changes that were implemented earlier this year. It started with the new Postmaster General. He's a Republican fundraiser named Louis DeJoy. 
And back in July, he approved changes that he described as cost-cutting measures. They included things like no more overtime, getting rid of some mail sorting machines, and instructions for mail workers to leave unsorted mail at the end of the day if they can't get to it. According to The Washington Post, this has ended up creating delays across the country. Literally, bins of mail are sitting in post offices, not getting to where they need to go. The Washington Post is also reporting 671 mail sorting machines are in the process of being removed this month. Mm -hmm. Those are some of the same machines that would help sort ballots. And last week, in a handful of states, the agency began removing some of those blue collection boxes you see on sidewalks. All over social media, you can find pictures of these mailboxes being carried away on trucks. Now, the Postal Service says it won't remove any more mailboxes until after the election. This all really came to a head a couple of days ago when President Trump spoke with Maria Bartiromo on the Fox Business Network. They want three and a half trillion uh, billion dollars for the mail-in votes. Okay, universal mail-in ballots. Three and a half trillion. They want twenty-five billion dollars. Billion. For the post office. Now, they need that money in order to have the post office work so it can take all of these millions and millions of ballots. Now, in the meantime, they aren't getting there. By the way, those are just two items. But if they don't get those two items, that means you can't have universal mail-in voting. CNN reports the post office's internal watchdog is now looking into the postmaster general's recent policy changes and is also examining his compliance with federal ethics rules over possible conflicts of interest with his own investments. And Speaker Nancy Pelosi announced on Sunday night that the House of Representatives would be returning early for an emergency meeting. She wants to pass legislation reversing the types of changes that have been made at the USPS. And she's demanding that the Postmaster General appear before the House Oversight Committee on August 24th. Also this weekend, Mark Meadows, the president's chief of staff, went on CNN's State of the Union. The president of the United States is not going to interfere with anybody casting their their vote in a legitimate way, whether it's the post office or anything else. He said even though President Trump has repeatedly claimed that mail-in voting creates opportunities for widespread voter fraud, which, by the way, is not supported by any evidence, Meadows says the president actually does support this method. Well, the president doesn't have a problem with uh, anybody voting by mail. If you would look at it in terms of maybe a no excuse absentee uh, ballot. The president and first lady requested their own mail-in ballots to vote in Florida. But according to Meadows. What he opposes is universal mail-in ballots. That's an important distinction because universal mail-in elections mean ballots are mailed to all registered voters without needing to first request one. Even before the pandemic, five states already did this. Now, with the pandemic, four more states plus the District of Columbia plan to do so. Voting by mail is now extremely politicized. Mm -hmm. One question you might be asking is whether Republicans or Democrats tend to benefit more from mail-in voting. Well, Stanford University looked into that question and found that in the past, voting by mail moderately increased voter participation. But it didn't give a significant advantage to one party over the other. The president has said he supports mail-in voting in Florida, where older voters rely on it. And those older voters are a key constituency that President Trump needs to win that state. And a lot of Americans support mail-in voting. That's right. A recent Pew Research Center poll found 65 percent of Americans say anyone who wants to vote by mail should be able to do so without an excuse, although fewer Republicans support this idea than Democrats. But this is important. 
Black Americans, like several other voting demographics, are skeptical of mail-in voting. And if you're wondering why this might be the case, consider this fact. The Associated Press reports, multiple studies show mail-in ballots from black voters, like those from Latino and younger voters, are rejected at a higher rate than those of white voters. Some of the reasons for those rejections include lack of familiarity with the rules, and in some cases, different state requirements for a specific way of signing and filing ballots. Yeah, so much of this relies on trust, faith in the system. Now, if you're worried about your vote, we got to. The editors at Apple News put together a detailed state-by-state voter guide that tells you exactly how to vote in your state. And to bring this all back to the post office, the advice from experts is request your ballot as early as possible and send it in as early as possible. And you can always drop off your ballot at a local election office. Some states even have drop boxes set up. Many jurisdictions even allow you to track your ballot to confirm election officials received it. To find that out, visit your state's Division of Elections website. And remember, this country voted successfully through the Civil War. We have the capacity, the resources, and the means to get through this moment, too. You can find links to all of these stories in today's show notes page. And if you're enjoying the show, leave us a rating and review. It really helps other people find the show. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Tomorrow.